Yankee Tree Service, call them today, 401-439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln, you can always find them online, yankeetreeservice.com. Tree removal since 2006, 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, also emergency service, and bucket truck service you can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. Get a free quote, 401-439-6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbitrist. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning, also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. The tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Please visit our website. We have a lot of unique stories, original stories, unique content, also links to all the uh, videos that we do. You know, this uh, story is so disturbing as far as who's bringing illicit drugs into the White House. As someone that I have visited the White House, I've talked about, you have to go through extensive, it's not even that, it's, it's even more extensive than airport security as far as, you know, the full body scan. I mean, it's very very thorough so i think though also because of that i think it would be easier to determine who it was that brought it in simply because there's so many different cameras and it's it's not like a mall i mean they know exactly who it is that has um, access and entered the white house but this business of cocaine in the white house it's just so unseemly it's disturbing Let's hear. This is the latest now with um, CBS uh, Morning Show. Somewhat, at least, to the confirmed discovery of cocaine near a visitor's interest in what they're uh, describing as a well-traveled part of the West Wing. Though President Biden opted to grin through shouted questions about it during a photo op with Sweden's prime minister. Uh, and the subject did come up uh, again and again, in fact, during the White House press briefing. Caitlin Huey Burns is at the White House for us with the latest on the response and the investigation. Caitlin, there's a funny side of this. There's a more serious side to this. The president doesn't seem to want to talk about either one. Good morning. Good morning to you, Tony, and good morning to everyone. Well, senior law enforcement officials say the leading theory is someone at the White House on a tour. Someone on a White House tour may have left that small bag of cocaine. And the White House says President Biden has been briefed on the matter and thinks it's very important to figure out what happened. We have confidence that the Secret Service is going to get to the bottom of this. As the Secret Service investigates who brought a small plastic bag of cocaine into the West Wing, the White House maintains that many people had access to the area. Where this was discovered uh, is a heavily traveled area where many White House, uh, West Wing, I should be even more specific, uh, West Wing visitors uh, come through. The bag was discovered on the ground floor, according to a senior law enforcement official in a area near the entry of the West Wing. It was close to a set of storage cubbies where visitors leave their cell phones during a tour. The indications uh, seem to me that it probably was somebody involved in a tour uh, because keep in mind uh, the Secret Service uh, detail leads to the White House and the White House staff are uh, routinely drug tested at random. The White House confirms there were West Wing tours on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. All visitors are vetted and go through security before coming on White House grounds. The Secret Service has a canine unit that checks for explosive devices and biohazardous materials, not specifically for narcotics. Visitor logs and camera surveillance are now being searched for clues. I think in the end they'll be able to screen it down uh, well enough, but there is a possibility that uh, you may never determine who did this. 
Now, the incident has caused some to question the security protocols here at the White House and how illicit drugs could be brought in. Republican Senator Tom Cotton, who's a member of the Judiciary Committee, has written a letter to the Director of Secret Service asking for a plan to correct any security flaws. The White House I mean, at the very least, <clears throat> this is so embarrassing, folks. Um, and, and I think um, it, between the, the casualness of our leaders in regards to uh, documents and now this business of cocaine being found um, I want to play this is another uh, White House source suggesting that they they think that it was um, potentially brought in by a visitor but I want to go to this was the White House uh, press briefing where the, she was asked about determined it. as the president to get to the bottom who brought illegal drugs into the White House Secret Service is getting to the bottom, and that's what matters, and it's under their purview. But it was the question was how determined is the president? The president thinks it's very important to get to the bottom of this. That's why Secret Service, which is under their purview, is looking into this, and they're going to look into what happened this weekend. So the president thinks it is incredibly important to get to the bottom of this. You know, he, I, I, that's a good question, and again, she's obviously just going to keep repeating the same thing all over, you know, over and over and over. Um, Let's go to Daryl Issa, House Judiciary. He immediately launches into the fact of when's the last time that Hunter Biden was anywhere near the White House. Uh, when, in fact, all the president and then before that vice president had to do was make it appear as though he was behind his son. He has done that before. He did it yesterday. He continues to have somebody with a history of drug addiction uh, in the White House. Uh, and uh, it, it is not a small problem that we find cocaine after Hunter Biden's been in the White House and people roll their eyes and say, you know, we never had this before. How could, what's changed? Yeah. Uh, Congressman Darrell Issa. <laughs> that is quite a, uh, quite a quote. I think uh, Trace Gallagher was a little uncomfortable with this. Meanwhile, it continues, Powder though. That was found in the Everyone's talking the about White it. House. Now an official with knowledge of the investigation tells NBC News that a lab test confirms that the substance is, in fact, cocaine. This powder was discovered in what the White House describes as a highly trafficked area of the West Wing. It was found on Sunday night. Not clear how long the bag had been in the White House or even how it got there. At this point, it's a real whodunit. And my colleague, Mike Memoli, is joining me again now from the White House. Ma'am, for the first time, the White House is really answering some questions about this situation. They insist that President Biden wants the Secret Service to get to the bottom of it. So walk us through what we know, the focus of the investigation, and, and how anything like that, even I work in that building, how anything like that just sort of gets snuck in and dropped off, so to speak. Yeah, Peter, you've already laid out some of the ways in which our team, as well, you, Kelly O'Donnell, Monica Alba, and myself, have uh, been ahead of this story, really laying out some of the key details. The first to report that this was discovered in the West Wing, the first to report uh, that it did test positive in this more conclusive uh, test today as cocaine. It was worth noting the ways in which uh, this investigation, as we understand it, being led by the Secret Service, is one that when we finally did hear from Karine Jean-Pierre, from any White House official publicly, frankly, on this matter, they were largely outsourcing all of these questions about even the very nature of what that investigation looks like to the Secret Service. Here's some of what Karine Jean-Pierre had to say today from the podium. So, as you know, this is under the preview of the Secret Service. Uh, they are currently investigating uh, what happened over the weekend, so I would have to refer you uh, to, the Secret First, to the Secret Service on all of this. But one thing that I can share, that I'll, that I'll uh, share a little bit more information, as you know, the, the, the President and the First Lady and their family were not here this weekend. Where, uh, where this was discovered uh, is a heavily traveled area where many White House uh, West Wing, I should be even more specific, the West Wing visitors uh, come through uh, this particular area. I just don't have anything more to share. It is under investigation by the Secret Service. So, P Peter, the strong suggestion from White House sources that I've been talking to and from what we heard uh, from Corinne Jean-Pierre today is that 
the most likely scenario is that this was encountered because of somebody who came to the West Wing as a guest of a White House staffer. These are tours, private tours of the West Wing that any member of the staff can offer in, in certain specified windows, including this past weekend before this was discovered. Uh, but of course, the investigation will ultimately help determine that by using things like the visitor logs, security cameras to see if they can help narrow down where, when this might have been uh, placed there. So embarrassing, folks, at the very least. I mean, there's just no excuse at all. Wow, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus, call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential or commercial, Propane Plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com now it's um it's interesting that storm clouds continue to encircle rhode island governor dan mckee now keep in mind that fbi probe is still going on there's been um, some stop and starts with some individuals that have been claiming that uh, the case is not only very much alive, but we could see some action uh, very, very soon on that. So the problems, legal problems for Governor McKee that were certainly highlighted last year during the course of the campaign. And Helena, folks, I thought did a pretty good job uh, bringing that out. But nonetheless... Um, you have the situation where uh, he he at times just seems uh, difficult to focus, probably because of the amount of uh, legal problems he could be facing. So now, in the meantime, he does continue. And um, th- this next story, I-, I just don't understand where they're going, the decisions that are being made, seemingly no oversight. But they just continue to throw money at the, quote, homeless problem in the state. This is a story from uh, Channel 12. The The McKee administration announcing nearly $10 million have been made available to address the issue. Jake Holter joining us live right now with a breakdown of how the funds will be distributed. Yeah, Patrick, the first of three informational sessions about this is being held today. The Rhode Island Department of Housing joins the Housing Resources Commission and the cities of Providence, Pawtucket, and Woonsocket to provide about $9.4 million to groups who work in homelessness prevention. This funding can be used to operate emergency shelters, conduct homeless outreach, provide case management services, and make rent payments through rapid rehousing programs. The state is now accepting applications. Every application is evaluated on the extent to which they follow these five principles. Reducing unsheltered homelessness with an emphasis on the upcoming winter, emphasizing housing-oriented and permanent solutions, offering high-quality, client-oriented approaches, pursuing sustainability, cost-effectiveness, and responsible stewardship of resources, and contributing to data-sharing and data-driven decision-making. Applications are due by August 3rd for most projects and by August 31st for seasonal warming centers and shelters. The first informational session begins this morning at 9.30 via Zoom. You can find a link to that and additional information by visiting our website, WPRI.com. Live in studio, Jake Holter, 12 News. You know, again, these are all just band-aids. None of this is, in fact, going to solve the problem. You can already tell. Okay, this type of weather, and we're into July. Um, Yeah, no one's thinking about, and I fully get it, upcoming winter. Who right now is thinking about upcoming winter? We want a chance to maybe finally get a chance to enjoy some summer. But 
But the things that they're laying out, they all just seem to be Band-Aids. It's not going to solve the problem, folks. It's not your imagination, by the way. The number of, home quote, unhoused individuals, whatever term you want to use, it's, it's getting larger, not smaller. And the fact of the matter is you're, you're getting more people that seemingly feel that there must be a way where you don't have to uh, get a job, don't have to be locked in on rent payments. And more and more states, especially California, but now Rhode Island's moving in the direction where they're essentially just telling people it's this business of the permanent solutions seems to be going by <clears throat> the wayside. And instead, what you're talking about is everything is is just always temporary, just temporary type of um, solutions that they're trying to work out, which is, again, just, you know, it's hotel vouchers, it's just temporary housing, it's, it's nothing. These people are just going to kind of bounce around a little bit. And, um, and I don't see something certainly far more conclusive needs to be done but we don't see anyone stepping up and this is something the mckee administration noticed i mean think of that 10 million thrown and it's not even it's not even like a permanent solution it's really just a band-aid at some point though you can't you know he's not gonna have that money to throw around folks you're listening to the john DePietro show remember to follow the john DePietro show on youtube it's John DePietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos. You find original content, video you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. It's free. It's the YouTube channel of The John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area. Always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out, a delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. So as someone who... I'm on different social media apps. Now we have the new one, Threads, that has just started. But I've been on TikTok, and I saw this where it's a DoorDash delivery driver, and he goes to a home and delivers the pizza and then makes a comment, you know, this is a pretty nice house, and it was a $20 pizza, and he's complaining that all he got was a $5 tip. And the, the woman's uh, ring camera caught the whole exchange. He's very rude, by the way. And um, and it is kind of launched this whole business about uh, the tip that you give. Now you think about that. Okay, so that is about right in the window of about a twenty-five percent tip. Twenty-five percent tip. So twenty-dollar pizza, she gives him a five-dollar bill. So that's about a twenty-five percent tip. Now. So what is someone expecting? If it's a $20 pizza, he's like, this is a pretty nice house. I, therefore, I expected more than just $5. So would it be $10? So do they are they expecting a 50%? I mean, that, that seems really, really extreme. But yeah, I want to um, play the story here. Outrage online. Hello. A delivery driver dropping off a $20 pizza to a woman in Texas. Nothing unusual until this exchange. Thank you. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a five dollar tip. You're welcome. DoorDash telling ABC News they've removed the driver from their platform, but the clip's viral spread on TikTok has amplified the debate over tipping culture. With many saying expectations have gone too far. I feel like there's a stigma where you have to tip for basically everything. If I'm buying like a prepackaged sandwich. And I bring it to the cash register and they swing around that thing asking for a tip. Like, come on. I hate being put on the spot like that. I feel so pressured to give a tip. 
it's not just your imagination. Tipping has increased in recent years. Financial platform Square tells ABC News tipping skyrocketed across the board during the pandemic. Tips went up more than 25% at restaurants and nearly 17% at quick service establishments in 2022. And with tipping options now standard at many registers, some customers are reaching a tip fatigue tipping point. Tip fatigue means that we are weary of going everywhere and being exposed to an app. It gives you multiple choices starting very high when in fact you may not have even wanted to tip at all. Workers say it's awkward for them too. We understand that you can't always afford to tip so if you can't afford to tip I personally would rather you still come and get your hair done and not tip that day. Bottom line experts say tipping is still expected in typical situations like for restaurant servers and delivery drivers but just because you're presented with the digital tip jar at checkout that doesn't mean you should feel guilt tipped into it. When you are presented with an opportunity that clearly does not require a tip, but you're presented that option, should you feel guilty about refusing a tip? You absolutely should not. Now, a lot of workers across industries rely almost exclusively on tips for their income. So if you are in a position to tip, be generous if you can. Personally, I'm a journalist, not the Rebecca Jarvis kind, so I don't really know how to do math. Uh, so I just do 20%. It's 10% times two. But if you can tip, do it. Yeah. They As probably a, appreciate your math, by the way, Well, You, you right. get it really high. <laughs> That's all I can do. As a former Oliver. But the, um, the element of the, the story that this started was was his attitude now doordash the, his whole uh attitude towards that woman was yeah this is a nice house i'm getting five bucks but it comes down to the expectation of it, it's she she ordered a 20 dollar pizza and a five dollar tip i mean that's that's totally fine that's if anything that's healthy it was she didn't do anything wrong his attitude commenting on the house it doesn't matter what the house is like that's all she ordered was a $20 pizza so $20 pizza $5 tip so for 25 bucks she gets the pizza delivered to her house that that certainly sounds and seems like a fair exchange but boy what an attitude on that guy so he was expecting $20 pizza and a $10 tip, so it would cost her $30. Uh, it just seems very extreme. Hey, if, you, if you're that reliant, maybe that you shouldn't be doing DoorDash. He wasn't a young kid either. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, Herbal remedies, trusted companies, they understand quality, integrity. It's my health. It's all about your health. Local products. I say honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it in C. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Visit the website. We have uh, so many unique, original stories. We also um, have all of the uh, links to uh original video that we have and much much more it's a happening at the website petro.com all right let's get the latest with that shooting in philadelphia philadelphia and that mass shooting that left five people dead we're learning more now about the ghost guns used in the attack the suspect and the victims trevor alt is in philadelphia with the very latest trevor good morning 
Good morning, Witt. So the city of Philadelphia has actually filed a lawsuit. They say it's been in the works for quite some time, targeting the manufacturers of these ghost guns. And we're hearing from family members of people who were there for this mass shooting, including a father who says a teenage boy gave his life protecting his best friend. This morning, the city of Philadelphia going after ghost guns after police confirmed two of these untraceable weapons were used in Monday's rampage, which left five people dead. The city filing a 60-page lawsuit against two major manufacturers of these privately made gun parts, which are then assembled at home. The manufacturers attempted to avoid liability by claiming that it is selling parts, not guns. But the gun kits they sell can be assembled in minutes by virtually anyone. Police say the alleged gunman, Kim Brady Carricker, was wearing a ski mask and body armor during that blocks-long shooting spree Monday, armed with an assault rifle and handgun, firing at random. Surveillance footage obtained by ABC station WPVI appears to show a person firing a weapon at a nearby intersection. The suspect appearing in court for the first time Wednesday, where they were denied bail on more than 30 charges, including five counts of murder. Prosecutors citing roommates of the suspect who told investigators the alleged shooter had been acting strangely leading up to the shooting, wearing a bulletproof vest around the house. They all described that he was becoming more and more agitated over the last couple of days. The suspect's grandmother tells ABC News, I don't know why he did what he did. Something must have happened to him to make him do that. Authorities claim they'd found a will the suspect had written June 23rd, but have not revealed a motive for the shooting. There's not even enough justice that could really repay for this. Rafiq Fitzgerald Sr. says his son was at a store with his best friend when the shooting happened. While his son survived, 15-year-old Dewan Brown was killed trying to help Rafiq Jr. get away. He was in here room, you asked me. Uh, he died trying to protect his best friend. So, like, in my eyes, like, Dewan, like, Superman. You know, I'm so grateful for, for, for him. And overnight, we learned of even more new mass shootings. Five people hurt at a Florida apartment complex. Six people hurt and a minor killed at a Maryland block party. And according to the Gun Violence Archive, since just Saturday, at least 24 Americans have been killed, 138 people injured in more than two dozen mass shootings. Now, new something that jumps out is the fact that the, the I'm not blaming I'm not blaming the roommates, but he was clearly acting very odd and i think we need to um that i don't want to say well i don't know we i'm not trying to say it was could have been prevented and i'm not trying to exactly blame the roommates but there there needs to be some way of how do you contact if someone starts acting in that manner now let's go over to ukraine where things are uh, drastically changing ukraine going on the offensive we heard the powerful blast. We felt the shock waves. Yep. You can see right over my shoulder where one of those missiles struck. They're continuing to clean it up with residents here still getting emergency care. This morning, the wounded walking dazed and bloody after three powerful missiles pounded this normally peaceful city. The largest attack since the invasion began here, at least four killed and more than 30 wounded. This 76-year-old woman, shaken from her bed, glass and concrete covering her. I was so scared, she said, I didn't know what to do. 15-year-old David running from his apartment. When I saw the rocket falling into this house, uh, the explosion, the wave of the explosions just throw me away. The missile attacks coming just hours after we left the heavily fortified presidential offices in Kyiv, where we met with Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, whose forces are in a relentless fight against the Russians. What is your assessment of how the counteroffensive is going right now? We all want to do it faster, the president told me. Every day means new losses. Zelensky telling us the long-awaited F-16 fighter jets could play a pivotal part in their counteroffensive. You still don't have those F-16s, and there's other, there are other weapons you want as well. Can you succeed without them? F-16. F-16s or any other equipment that we do need will give us an opportunity to move faster, he said, to save more lives, to stand our ground for a longer time. So has the foot dragging from the Allies or from the U.S. 
cost lives. He says they appreciate the weapons that have already been provided, but any foot-dragging will cost lives. Despite strikes like this, President Zelensky telling us he is confident victory will come. Michael? All right, thank you, Martha. You can see Can't come soon enough and take out Putin. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot, J. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, online at jperrypaving.com, and look for them on Facebook. Make sure to find the John DePietro Show Facebook page, and you can watch all the action on the scene live stream. Follow it all, real-time, live stream, just follow John DePietro's show right there on the Facebook page. You're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So it is interesting as we're watching this race develop with all these different candidates for CD1. Now remember, none of this matters unless they get the 500 signatures that will qualify them for the ballot. So, but one of the people that would like to be on that ballot and certainly I would imagine she'll get the 500 signatures. She's Lieutenant Governor Savina Matos. Now, she was the one appointed to be Lieutenant Governor by Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, and she's decided she would like to try to get the national spotlight, and her road to do that is by knocking and going after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So she appeared on MSNBC, and you're going to hear Sabina Matos promoting Rhode Island as a state where illegals should come and set up shop. Florida, some states are not only embracing migrants, they're shining a spotlight on their contributions. Case in point, Rhode Island. In 2011, Sabina Matos, an immigrant, an immigrant made history becoming Rhode Island's first Dominican-American and first Afro-Latina lieutenant governor. Not true. Matos is also the first black woman to ever hold statewide office. Now, she's running for Congress. Rhode Island Lieutenant Governor Sabino Matos is with us now. Lieutenant Governor, thank you for joining me. I'm curious about your take on the immigration laws that are taking effect today, 1,200 miles south of you in Florida, your sense of how it's going to impact undocumented workers. Thank you, Secretary. Uh, I have to say that that law is evil. What mega Republicans are doing right now is using the immigrant population as a punching bag in order to earn political points. That's that's not right. We shouldn't be using the dehumanizing um, people and using the suffering of our of our community in order to earn political points. Here in Rhode Island, we recognize the importance of our immigrant population. Look at my story is, is a good example. Just coming here to this country, to the state, not speaking the language, being able to get an education, and being able to be elected to office to serve my community. This is an example of what the immigrant population does in here in the United States. And we continue to open doors here in Rhode Island for our immigrant population. And despite all of those tremendous contributions that immigrants make today and that they have a legacy of making in our nation's history, both GOP candidates, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, if elected, say they will end birthright citizenship. What do you make uh, of their blatant promise to defy the 14th Amendment? 
again, they're just using um, this as a way to gain political point. And this is why it is so important for us to have people in Congress that are going to fight those um, proposals that um, Donald Trump or DeSantis uh, come forward with. The people of the 1st District are going to decide whether or not she's going to go and represent Rhode Island in Congress. By the way, what they're talking about, this citizen birthright, this is a cottage industry where women that are eight or nine, month, nine months pregnant intentionally come into our country to give birth, and then the, not only can the child stay, but then the family stays. Something else that is also exploited is the fact that if a woman approaches the border, no matter, regardless of age, and says she's pregnant, she's automatically allowed entry into the United States, and it's done on an honor system. No one even, they're not given a, a pregnancy test. So whether the woman is 75 years old or she's whatever, 12, if they walk up and say they're pregnant, automatic entry into the country. It should be changed. It shouldn't be on the honor system. And and they're also this citizenship business. So someone comes here, they're nine months pregnant. They come into the country. They end up at Women and Infants Hospital in, in Providence. They give birth. And not only is the child now, oh, you're an American citizen. Now the entire family can come. But there are, this is a, a cottage industry where there's actually agencies south of the border that they appeal to pregnant women to help them get into our country so then they, they come here and deliver and give birth. And I've even spoken to people of women and infants that say where they start treating these women, they show up when they're nine months pregnant, they're just a couple of weeks away from giving birth. And then it's all done by design. And then our state starts to extend them different benefits and then they can't leave. That's what they're talking about. No, I think that should be revoked. Folks, but that's Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families. They're on duty at all times. They're open seven days a week. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical. Now, if you're in a car accident, go to AtMed Urgent Care. Avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms. They also do adult vaccinations, laboratory testing, at-med urgent care when it's an emergency, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. Remember to follow the John DePietro Show on YouTube. It's John DePietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos. You find original content, video you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. It's free. It's the YouTube channel of The John DePietro Show. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, will there be more charges against Josh Miller? We can only hope so. Folks, we absolutely hope so. We want more charges. I think there should be more charges. Um, and then I also want to play, I'm going to play the sound of Ted Nisi from WPRI was on. So they're owned by the same company that owns News Nation. And Cranston police have confirmed that it's very possible that this state senator, Josh Miller, could end up facing more charges. The guy completely lied. He lied to police several times. <clears throat> he lied in Garden City. He lied then when they went to the home. And and on top of that, they don't, you know, this whole business of him saying, you know, I think it was a gun nut. What if, you know, the kid had come up and had something in his hand and, and Cranston police ended up, you know, shooting this individual. He's 20 years old. He had his mother's SUV. And this Senator Josh Miller completely fabricated everything. 
that happened with it. So Dan Abrams picked it up last night on News Nation in uh, I want to play some of this. Has been arrested and charged after he was caught on camera allegedly keying someone's car. And the whole thing might be over a Biden sucks bumper sticker. Yep. Police say Joshua Miller was caught on surveillance camera footage keying the vehicle that had been parked next to his car in a parking center in Cranston, Rhode Island last week. The car's owner and passenger told police that they heard a scratching noise as they were returning to the car after shopping. That's when they saw Miller next to their car gripping a single key. Got ice cream. The passenger asked Miller if he keyed his car. Miller apparently quickly denied it and walked away. The owner called police. A few hours later, they confronted Miller. And over the course of a number of interviews, his story, let's just say, evolves. The whole thing captured on police body cam video. This is the first conversation. I'm investigating a crime, okay? Okay. All right. If it's a maniac who yelled at me in the car next to me? Uh, they weren't in the car next to you. There was no one in the car. Yeah. There was no one in the car. He was blocking my way, saying I scratched his car. I didn't scratch his car. I'm a state senator. I think he recognized me. I think he's one of the... He wasn't blocking his way. He called out my name. I never told him my name. He did not. He wasn't even there. Miller would then claim a group of people were allegedly stalking him because he sponsored a Senate bill which looks to ban the possession, sale, and transfer of assault weapons. He then took it a step further, telling a different police officer the victim was making threats against him, even name-dropping the chief of the department. So, Colonel Winquist knows that I was stalked by these guys because I'm the sponsor of... Not true. You recognize this this gentleman? That I thought he called my name. I think there's the stickers on the back of my car. I thought he said, "Hey Miller, did you keep my car?" Because I was concerned he was one of these guys, yep. right? That stalked me. Mm-hmm. I kept walking. Well, that part of the story unraveled pretty quickly after Cranston Police Department determined that Miller had never reported any of those threats to Colonel Michael Winquist or to any other member of the department. After reviewing the surveillance camera security footage, which corroborated the victim's story, police then went to Miller's home to question him again, and this time he finally admitted to keying the car, but suggested the victim dared him to do it. As soon as I opened my door, yep. he started saying, hey, Miller, you, you, what are you going to do? Right? Yep. You know, he already started on me as soon as I opened my door. Right. And then so, which, which guy was that? Because there was two guys. Yeah. I don't know which guy. But that still wouldn't explain why he keyed the car. Why would you key his car? That's why. That's why. Listen. He... He was threatening me already. Is a video. Okay. He was threatening me already. Whatever you want me to do to make it, you know, easiest for you guys and everything. Did he bang your car with the door or something before that? Or like, why would no, he? No, as soon as I came out of the car, you just got mad and keyed his car because he was already screaming at me. All right. But the car owner's mother believes that Miller, a Democrat, might have been unhappy with her Biden sucks bumper sticker. Mullet Miller was charged with vandalism and malicious injury to property. Joining me now is Ted Nisi. He's the politics editor and investigative reporter for our Next Star affiliate in Providence. He's been covering the Rhode Island State House for the past decade. Thanks very much for coming on the program. Appreciate it. First of all, just give us a little bit of a backstory. How big a deal is this guy in Rhode Island? Well, um, he's he's like a medium-sized politician, in Rhode Island, I would okay. say, Dan. Um, he's you know he's not one of the leaders of one of the legislative chambers, but Josh Miller is you know he's been up in the state senate for 16 years. He's a chairman of a key committee, the Health and Human Services Committee. Now, uh, just last year, he actually flirted with a run for Congress. One of Rhode Island's two congressional seats opened up, so he's certainly fairly prominent. Um, and he's had controversies in the past, but of course. There's nothing like seeing body cam footage of a state senator shifting his story over the course of the day about keying someone's car. That is going to be a head turner under any circumstances. And and do most people in law enforcement and others believe that the motive here was the bumper sticker? Well, of course, as a reporter, I want to be a little careful about how much I speculate, but I, I will say I think the tenor of the discussion in Rhode Island, 
very few people think, first of all, his story didn't stay the same with the police over the course of the day. So it's hard for people to take seriously the idea he was being yelled at and then got mad at that, but then later said they knew his name, but the people say they didn't know his name. So it is hard not to see the bumper sticker as a key motivator. And I should say, too, one of the reasons we haven't heard more is because Miller is refusing to talk and his attorney will not comment um, as the legal process plays out. And because Rhode Island has a half-year legislative session, this happened right after Miller was no longer at the State House every day when reporters like me would have gone up and questioned him. It absolutely was. Um, and I want to just once again clarify that the young man wasn't even there. It's not even his vehicle. It's the mother's SUV. The mother even said, and Dan Abrams referred to that as, I, I guess he didn't like my bumper sticker. So he's a hothead. He made up the whole thing. Josh Miller's not a young guy either. He's almost 70 years old. So he was pulling in. He saw the bumper sticker, and it's on the back window. So if you're pulling in, it's on the back passenger side window of the SUV. So it, he would completely see it it wasn't like it was on the front bumper sticker or even on the driver's side part of the window it was in the back passenger side of the vehicle so he would be very close to that he didn't park that well he got out there was no one in the vehicle there was no one there and state senator josh miller started keying the vehicle and damaging it and causing dam uh, property damage because it had that biden sucks bumper sticker on it i mean the guy is a loose cannon he's in uh, court in july but i think cranston police should bring even more charges against him you're listening to the john DePetro show aj drywall plaster home improvement call them today for a free quote you can also find them on facebook 401-323-9252 three two three ninety two fifty two aj drywall plasters home improvement frame to finish basements what a difference it'll make in your basement acoustic ceilings look how beautiful your ceiling could be new homes additions also commercial rehabs painting remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. Remember to log on to DePetro.com. We have original stories, original videos, also links to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Plus, you can get some great merchandise in the shop. Log on, dipetro.com. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Boy, the violence in Paris continues. Incredible. Have you seen the amount of damage? Really, really remarkable. CBS has a uh, piece on this this morning. More violence erupted over the weekend amid nationwide protests over the police shooting of a 17-year-old last week. So far, more than 3,000 people have been arrested, around 1,000 buildings damaged, and 700 police officers injured. The violence appears to be easing. French officials say fewer people were arrested overnight the night before. Elaine Cobb reports from Paris. Violent clashes between police and protesters engulfed France as the riots continued to spread across the country over the weekend after the killing of a French-Algerian teenager by police last Tuesday. In the port city of Marseille, protesters clashed with police. The police in French is uh, racism. They launched fireworks towards the police, torched vehicles, and looted stores. The police responded with tear gas and attempts to charge down the protesters. 45,000 officers were deployed nightly over the weekend. In a Paris suburb, rioters rammed a burning vehicle into the local mayor's home in the early hours of Sunday. His wife and two young children had to escape over the garden wall. Wow. 
The funeral of 17-year-old Nael took place on Saturday in Nanterre, the same Paris suburb where days earlier he was stopped by police for speeding. Video shows the car moving off and a shot being fired. Nael died at the scene. His grandmother, speaking to French TV, appealed for calm. They should stop, she urged. These people need to calm down. Overnight, the situation was calmer across the country, with significantly fewer arrests. President Emmanuel Macron meets today with parliamentary leaders in an effort to understand how the situation got so out of control. For CBS Mornings, Elaine Cobb, Paris. He was also seen uh, dancing at an Elton John <clears throat> concert as, as this was going on. If you have to... um. If if you you look at some of the footage, the the amount of it, it's not like one or two buildings on fire. Is as far as you could, as far as you can you know see, it it was all on fire. So so it was a bystander that caught the footage of the police shooting him. It was a routine traffic stop. Now, uh, again, the individual just then. Um, started to try to take off and then that seemingly is what what triggered it but it's interesting how it wasn't official video of the authorities meaning releasing like body cam video and then you can see he just starts to try to run from the police but it was um it's it's the bystander video that when that somehow you know goes out and goes viral that um is is seemingly what really really causes the problems but if if you've seen it it's um and there was the president at an elton john concert as i mean paris is fully engulfed in flames the amount of destruction is um it, it, it just i mean as bad as it was in this country and it was in 2020. You, you got to see the um, just the, the sheer number of buildings that they set on fire that are burning. Like as far as, as, as I was saying, as far as you could see, they were um, setting things on fire. And then as I was watching it, there was uh, concern over, now obviously the gun laws are very, very, well, I don't know about obviously, but gun laws are very, very strict <clears throat> in um and and then um, they they the rioters were breaking into the, a gun shop, and they, they're so brazen. But you just heard that they they even went to the home of the mayor. It is um, really terrible. But it, w it was supposed to be a routine traffic stop in a Paris suburb, and that just triggered where the place just absolutely exploded. Now. It seems like they're starting to get it under control. But if you haven't seen it, it's worth going online and seeing some of the footage of it. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services. 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today. 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401 739 1322 locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401 739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 remember to follow the john DePietro show on youtube it's john DePietro show on youtube subscribe which means you get notified whenever we post new videos you find original content video you can't find anywhere else subscribe today it's free it's the youtube channel of the john DePietro show